going on, everyone? Welcome to the Esteban Show. Normally, it is supposed to be the Hump Day podcast, and today is Saturday morning, January 30th. Uh, yeah, the 30th, I forgot. I almost thought it was the 31st. Um, anyway, gee, many Christmas kids. I, uh, I did not, uh, do the Hump Day podcast because I was in, you guessed it, Austin, Texas. Um, yeah, that place. Uh, anyway. Let's do some uh, let's do some advertisements real quick because I know you guys love those things the best. Let me first tell you the Esteban Show and the Big Will and Esteban Show is brought to you by none other than the one, the only Infinity Vodka, Infinity Premium Vodka. Sorry, Infinity Premium Vodka. It is infinite quality, crafted using only the finest grains of winter wheat from the Champagne region of France. El Francais, sustainably distilled five times and filtered through limestone. Look, people, we've talked about limestone. We've talked about the difference between limestone filtering and charcoal filtering. And I think we can all agree that limestone is just far superior to charcoal filtering. I don't. I know of one vodka that's filtered through charcoal, uh, and I'm sure there's some other vodkas that are filtered through, like, underwear or something like that. I mean, we're talking about Russia here. Um, anyway... This vodka, Infinity Premium Vodka, is demanded. Demanded. Not asked for, not politely requested, demanded by vodka connoisseurs, luxury vodka connoisseurs. Not regular vodka connoisseurs, not not the not the the fucking drunk chick at the bar that's just getting a, a vodka soda for free because she's gonna go maybe mess with some dude later. Uh, I was going to get vulgar with that. I should, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> demanded by luxury vodka connoisseurs, okay? It is carefully crafted at the source and loyally distributed from their home, my second home, Dallas, Texas, USA. Everything is bigger in Texas. Unfortunately, not my wiener. But uh, anyway, dude, it, the long and short of it is just, if you're going to drink vodka, drink. Drink uh, Infinity Luxury Vodka. Infinity infinity Quality. It, 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 it can't be beat. It just cannot be beat. And I'm not saying this just because they're a sponsor of the show. Um, I have been... I, I drink beer. I just do. But if I take shots, I'll usually take a shot of Infinity because the stuff is so smooth. I never... I don't know. I It doesn't have that, like, sharp burn in your throat or whatever it is but you know that other shit that's just kind of but this stuff's good it's really good so anyway if you're going to drink vodka make sure that you drink infinity premium vodka it can be found all over the place in liquor stores everywhere and at bars only bars that know what the hell they're doing carry infinity premium vodka leading me to our next sponsor Vorshay's Cocktail Lounge, located at 417 East Douglas in beautiful downtown Wichita, Kansas. That is Vorshay's with a V-O-R-S-H-A-Y-S. You can find Vorshay's on Facebook, on Instagram, on... I don't know if they have a Twitter or not. Anyway, or you can just go to Vorshay's with a V, V-O-R-S-H-A-Y-S. 
cocktaillounge.com, vorcheyscocktaillounge.com. You can find them there. They have live music every Friday and Saturday. They have Thursday nights is a new thing. They just started this. It's called Jazzy Soul Night with the beautiful, the talented Enjoy Fountain. Uh, this chick's awesome. I can't, I cannot remember. I believe she was on The Voice, I believe. Um, or America's Got Talent. I can't remember which one. Anyway, she's actually a really, really cool chick. I I met her and never had heard her sing. I had just met her and, you know, talked to her, had a couple drinks with her, stuff like that, at Vorchez. Um, And I told her one day, I was like, look, I promote you constantly, and I have never heard you sing. And then I heard her sing. I was like, holy shit. Like, this chick is about it. Like, she she's the real deal. She really is. She's awesome. Um, and she has amazing musicians that come to her show. Um, her show is, like I said, it's every Thursday night. It's called Jazzy Soul Night at Vorchez with Enjoy Fountain. Uh, like I said, live music every Friday and Saturday. Sometimes it is a band where you can dance your ass off. Other times, well, no, it's usually a dance band. Usually always. Yeah, every Friday and Saturday. Sometimes it'll, I don't know, sometimes it's not, but for the most part it is. So if you feel like dancing, dancing your little booty off, Go to Vorchez Cocktail Lounge. Usually the band starts at 8. Uh, 7.30. No, shit. Like 7, 7.30 now because of the curfew. So it's keeping us all safe. We have to stay safe with the curfew. Uh, a new thing that... Oh, there's also karaoke on Wednesdays and karaoke on Tuesday as well. But a new thing that we're getting ready to start at Vorchez Cocktail Lounge is my little baby. It is called Open... Mike Night Live. Let me say it for the people in the back. Open Mic Night Live. If you've ever been to an open mic comedy show, it is an experience. Um, <laughs> it can be hilarious. It can be terrifying. Uh, it can be, it can make you feel bad for the people that are on stage. Dude, I, the first time I ever did an open mic, um, I, I was waiting to go up and the dude that was up, it wasn't right before me, but it was two people before me. He went up there and told some story. I, I can't remember what it was like about a high school party or something like that. This poor guy did not. I mean, he didn't even get a smile, not just didn't get a laugh. Like he did not even get any kind of reaction whatsoever. I felt so horrible. And that only intensified my feelings of terror as I'm waiting to go up and I'm like, oh my God, these people that I don't know are not going to give me any validation whatsoever and I should be a, th a therapist instead of on stage. But anyway, um, I actually had a pretty good first set, which, you know, if you have a good first set in comedy, it's a lot like trying crack cocaine for the first time. Um, some people will die. Some people like the like the guy I just told you about, he's, he's going to crash and burn. But most of the people are going to be instantly addicted. Um, I was one of those people that was instantly addicted and have been addicted ever since. Um, I am a stage time whore now, and I look for stage time anywhere I can get it, which is why I was in Austin this week. But anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, it, it, it can be a life-changing experience for the better or the worse, and it just kind of makes you know who you are. Um, we are going to be doing Open Mic Night Live 
every well in in we haven't decided yet as far as if we're going to do it every Tuesday or not. But in the month of February, we are going to do it on the 9th and 23rd. So it'll be the second and fourth Tuesday of February, the 9th and the 23rd. What Open Mic Night Live is, it will be streamed on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube. And I will, well, we're in the process right now. Uh, we have the producer, old Spoonie G, who does the producing for uh, the Esteban Show and the Big Will and Esteban Show, mainly just the Big Will and Esteban Show. I kind of handle my own production with my one-man show here so I can sit here in my podcast studio and rant like a madman. Um, but anyway, he is in the process right now of doing all the graphics and stuff like that. He actually just sent me a really, really cool graphic that I'm going to use to set up the Facebook page later today. Um, hopefully we'll have YouTube and Twitch set up as well uh, by the end of the weekend. So uh, he is in quarantine right now. It makes it a little bit rough because we're just kind of doing everything remotely. His wife uh, has COVID. I think she's doing pretty good, and I'm hoping that he does not get COVID because he is a great dude, and so is she, even though I've never met her before. But if she's married to him, she's got to be a great chick. So let's hope that their COVID experiences, what my COVID experience was, which was basically four days of no taste, no smell, and then I'm fine. Um, let's hope that's that's the case. But anyway. Back to it. Um, like I said, we should have we should have everything in place, ready to go uh, by Monday, so that you guys can go and you can start liking the Facebook page and you can start subscribing to the YouTube channel and shit like that. Look, if you've never seen an open mic before, if you if you watch comedy on TV and you're like, dude, I could do that. That's easy. First of all, no, it fucking isn't. And second of all, do it. Be about it, kid. Be about it. I had to wait till I was 43 years old to get on stage the first time. I am, if there's one regret that I have in life, and I've done a lot of really dumb shit, it's that I didn't get on stage when I was like 20, 21, something like that. Um, that it's it is hard to start <laughs> comedy at uh, at at a higher age you're just kind of like the weird guy hanging out at open mics and they're like well it's, this guy should be accomplished why is he such a douche anyway um that's another story about austin so like i said open mic night live is going to be no editing no bullshit no nothing we are going to turn on the cameras i am going to be your host every tuesday or every other tuesday i guess in february 9th and 23rd um, I'm going to be your host of the show and I'm going to host it just like any other regular open mic. Anybody that's a comedian that might be listening to this right now, we are going to incentivize you guys to bring people with you. If for every person that you bring with you, that is not a comedian, you get a free drink ticket. Uh, yeah, I've already caught on to your little scam. Oh, okay. We'll just bring this guy this day and that guy, he's my guest. No fuckers. You got to bring real people, not the comedians and aspiring comedians aren't real people but they're not when it comes to audience so I, I, here's the deal i really want an audience bad um it, trying to make comedians laugh it reminds me a lot of being overseas um with military and stuff like that 
I get the dark sense of humor and the crazy shit that we laugh at, but trying to make a comedian laugh is usually repulsive to a normal human being that just wants to go to a comedy club. And what we're trying to do here is get good enough that we can get hired. That's what everybody wants to do. We want to get hired. We want to get some road gigs. We want to, you know, aside from making people laugh, but we, we want to, there's a business side of it too. And I understand the business side of it. I get it. Um, but there's not a lot of comedy bookers that are looking for a comedian that can just make comics laugh because that's usually not making regular people laugh that just got off work and they want to go out on, on a date with their wife and spend 50 bucks at the comedy club. So it would be nice to have a reaction from an actual audience. I'm hoping that we can build this thing into something huge. We shall see what happens. Um, it is an old theater, so, you know, there should be some theatrics going on. That's what Vorchez is, is an old theater. Did I mention that? It's, yeah, I did. I mentioned that. Uh, it's going to be a Vorchez. This is something that we would like to grow and make larger to where we could do this same show at, like, I don't know, Kansas City, Oklahoma City, um, Dallas, places like that. We'll see what happens. But come to the first one. Be in the inaugural audience, February 9th. It's gonna st- sign-ups are gonna start at seven. The show is gonna start at eight-ish. Uh, every comedian is gonna get between three and five minutes, whatever they want to do. Um, it's I kind of I'm toying around with making this a little bit Apollo style, to where if somebody's just dying up there, they're just getting the light. <laughs> like it's like okay, guy. You're uh, you're embarrassing yourself and your entire family. I think we should probably stop. But we'll see. I don't know. Um, probably just give them the time and let them do whatever they need to do to work their shit out. That's fine. I get it. I understand. And if you're comfortable with bombing, I am not. I am terrified. Uh, get after it, bro. That's fine. It's up to you. Do it. Do your thing. That was very, very long announcements, advertisements, whatever. Uh, Obviously, I am extremely excited about Open Mic Night Live. Anyway, Austin, Texas. I went down there again. Um, I think the first thing that strikes me about Austin, Texas is there are so many camping enthusiasts in Austin, Texas. Um, I mean, there's just tents as far as the eye can see. They are close to the highway, under the highway, everywhere. Um, I know Austin's weird, but there's just a lot of people that are really in touch with nature there. And I think that's, that's a, it's a really you know great quality about the city of Austin. Those people that are in touch with nature, um, I'm not sure that they're, they're eating the right things because a lot of them also sleep on the sidewalks on 6th Street, And I saw three people live vomiting the last time that I was there. And it wasn't just kind of a little bit. It was like that dude ate three Thanksgiving dinners and just like blanketed the sidewalk with vomit. It was it was very disgusting, but um, it didn't ruin my appetite. I went to this place. I've talked about it before. It's called the El Camino Casino. Holy hell, that place has an amazing burger like their food is off the charts. You have to. Just brave the puke and all the campers and go down there and check that place out. It is legit, bro. Legit. Um, Yeah. 
Austin is, uh, it's, it's, it is different. I went down there because I'm following this guy named Trevor on, uh, Twitter and he and I have, you know, gone back and forth laughing, stuff like that. He owns the dojo of comedy in Los Angeles, which is not an actual, I don't think there's a physical building with, you know, you don't get your black belt there. Um, but it's, that's his shows. And then in Austin, it's called corrupted comedy. And he was advertising for a show. His last show had, I think like Tony Hinchcliffe and a couple other people popped in and did sets, um, looked like a really cool deal. He did warn me. This is the first time I'm doing this at this venue. It was a little outside the city limits of, well, it wasn't outside the city limits of Austin. It was just on the outskirts of Austin, still in Austin. And it was city limits bar and grill. Um, yikes. It was uh not busy and the audience there was comics i think there was 12 or 14 people there um it, you know it's it's hard to put on a great show for 12 comics um there's a couple comics that were pretty hilarious there was a couple that were not and like i said i don't know if this was kind of an open mic type thing or what was going on everybody it looked like had like 10 minutes um which was good for some of them, horrible for other ones. But it was cool. I mean, it was, you know, it was fine. The The wait staff and everybody was very friendly. Um, it was great. And I went to Austin, Texas, because I keep hearing it's the new mecca of comedy. And I'm like, all right, sweet. Let's go try this out. You know, get baptized. And I had no such luck. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking, all right, this is Texas. They're going to be like, what virus are you talking about? This is Texas. We're fine. Um, but that is not the case in Austin. Um, it is more of a Los Angeles vibe, um, without the beauty of California. So (sighs) I went down there expecting like four or five open mics a night and asked this Trevor dude finally the next day. I was like, hey, man, is there an open mic anywhere? He gave me some website to check out. I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was very helpful. It was cool. I think there was three open mics on one night. Unfortunately, these open mics did not talk to each other, and they were all, you know, sign-ups at 7 p.m. I went to three total open mics and did not get up at any of them. <laughs> I, I think kind of like anywhere else man there's a scene you know and you've gotta they gotta know who you are kind of thing they you know there was somebody that you could instant message or whatever if you wanted to get a spot um i thought that was kind of cool that the uh, show booker whoever the host is knows who the hell's coming because they signed up yesterday um we'll do as a matter of fact for open mic night live we'll do a an email address or something like that so if comics want to show up they can they can sign up in advance, and then we'll do the um, the lineup first come, first serve. So if you sent a message first, then you get your first pick at where you're going to go. But anyway, um, yeah, that was – you might hear the dogs barking now because some person just showed up at my house. I don't know who the hell it is. It's probably DoorDash. My wife was hungry. Um, anyway, <laughs> I don't know where I was at there. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was an experience. It was cool. I went to a place called the Vulcan lounge, I believe, or Vulcan gas company is what it was. It was kind of a neat vibe in there. It was really cool. Um, the stage was like 
very high. Uh, I don't know. That, that just struck me as odd. But it was it was cool. It was, it was a good vibe. But there was, dude, there's, there's 50 people waiting to go up everywhere you go. So it, it was, I don't know. I mean, comics are weirdos anyway for the most part. So it was it was hard to get any information out of anybody. Um, believe it or not, a lot of comics are not very approachable, especially at an open mic. And I had it explained to me this this way on the way back. Comics are usually pretty vulnerable people, and and a lot of them are introverts and shy and weird. And so it's nothing personal if you go up to a comic and they're like kind of weird. Um, it's just because they're fucking weird. So I wasn't able to really do anything with the comedy scene in Austin. I did, however, drive a 40-foot motorhome down there. Uh, terrifying experience. I've done it before. I drove that thing to California this summer. Um, dude, it, it is terrifying. Like, it's it's literally driving a sailboat on the land is what it is. Um, any gust of wind whatsoever it has nowhere to go there's no aerodynamics with this thing you're driving a freaking house down the road uh and you're getting passed by semis or you're passing a semi or something the roads in the roads in oklahoma can suck all of my dick i mean give me a break people what what asphalt can't be that expensive but it was brutal and you feel every single bump and it sounds like the oven's going to fall out of the, it was wild. Um, and it's an eight hour drive and it sucks, especially by yourself. Nobody to talk to. Uh, but I did stay in probably the nicest trailer park I've ever seen in my whole entire life in Austin. And trust me, I am, you know, some people, they're luxury vodka connoisseurs. I am a take home a dirty chick from the bar and we're going to her trailer house connoisseur. I guarantee you that that's happened more than once. Okay. Um, and dude, normally trailer parks are, you know, they're guarded by like Rottweilers and they're just disgusting. This thing was dope. Like I would, if I was down there, I would probably live in this trailer park. It's awesome. They let RVs stay there. Uh, the guy, (laughs) the guy next to me, he goes, when are you leaving? And I was cleaning up all my stuff. I was like, Oh, I'm actually leaving this morning. He goes, man, he goes, the people that used to be there, they were here for 10 years, and now all these people come and go every couple days. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, you're in a trailer park. Anyway, um, he was a nice guy, but I did have to leave a little bit early, mainly because I had shit to do back at home, and I was like, screw this. There's no comedy going on. Well, let me take that back. There's a lot of comedy going on in Austin. Um, some of it's good, some of it's bad, but... You need to do your research before you get down there, and you need to make sure that you have a a solid plan. And if you're a dumbass podcaster, why don't you take all your podcast shit, idiot? Um, That's me talking to myself. If you couldn't tell, I was a little angry with myself that I was in such a rush and so excited to get out of here that I forgot all my podcast equipment. I was, uh, yeah, dude, just sitting there by yourself sucks. I mean, it just does. So anyway, have a plan. If you're going to go anywhere out of town, especially for comedy, have a plan. Make some phone calls. Send some instant messages. It goes a long way. Uh, I'll probably go back there at some point. It, it's uh, it's still pretty 
weird um, as far as being locked down. It's not it's not the open free for all that I thought it would be. Uh, which is that's fine. That's you know that's fine. Maybe everybody wouldn't have as easy a time with COVID as I did, and no big deal. I get it. But uh, anyway, oh, Fauci came out last week and said that we should now wear multiple masks. Uh, why won't he just say regular masks don't work? I've said this a hundred times. I don't know if it's been on this show. I definitely have said it on the Big Will and Esteban show. Um, I do believe that masks work as long as it's the right mask. And that mask is an N95 mask. If everybody who's wearing a mask right now was wearing an N95 mask that actually stops, you know, particles and things like that from entering your, your, um, respiratory system, dude, I think you'd see a drastic drop in cases, but the little paper surgical mask and the bandana that you're wearing, I, I know it's like Linus's security blanket, but it's not doing anything. It's just not. It's depersonalizing everybody around, and I know that's just a, there's some fucking Karen right now that's one of the seven listeners of this show that's just screaming at her car while she's driving down the road. Don't hit anybody, please, Karen. I still care about you. But uh, I just, I feel like my suspicions were confirmed when Fauci came out and said, you need to wear at least two, maybe even three masks. Um, come on, man. Just just come out with it. Just say, these masks don't work. You need a, a higher efficiency N95 type mask or respirator to actually make it work. Ugh, very frustrating. Sorry. Got off on that little tangent. But anyway, once Austin gets a little more open back up, I I, I think it's a neat place. It, it has its quirkiness and its value and all that stuff there's like i said a lot of outdoor enthusiasts all over the place um yeah it's it's good i'll go back and i'm very excited to go back to that damn trailer park it was so nice uh and i like i said i left early i got a couple got comped a couple days so i'm going back just for that if nothing else uh, let's see oh dog coin so i bought I was I was told that I was an idiot when I bought a hundred dollars worth of dog coin cryptocurrency back in July, um, and the only reason I bought it is because I looked up the story of it and it was funny to me. And like an idiot, I was like, "Oh yeah, I have a hundred dollars. I want to spend on a useless cryptocurrency." Oh, who's the stock market genius now? If you guys have been paying attention to what the hell's going on after the the Wall Street bros or betting on Wall Street or whatever uh, made game exchange go way up. Now they've turned their sights to none other than Dogcoin. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how many shares $100 got me, but it was like 10000 or something crazy. It was like at a penny. And right now, oh, yeah, Dogcoin is up to $0.03. Cents. Okay. They're saying let's make it go to $10. I would welcome that 110,000%. I would well, you see what I did there? Um, I would welcome that, definitely. But we'll see what happens. I don't think that that's actually going to occur. Um, I don't know what you guys think of the stock market deal. I thought it was hilarious when hedge fund managers were like, oh, shit, we are fucked now. Um, 
I know I tried. I said I was going to try and stop cussing so much on this show, and I'm going to try. I just, yeah, just let one slip out every once in a while, okay? There's only been like 12 cuss words in this whole entire thing, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we're counting. Anyway, uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious that the stock market was affected by a bunch of dudes on Reddit. Like, that's so funny. And then, and then this Robin Hood douche. Here's the deal. Robin Hood, I've only watched Men in Tights, but basically what I got from that Robin Hood was that you steal from the rich and you give to the poor. And so the guy that built his his virtual money exchanging platform that you can buy and sell stocks on um, got shut down by the rich. <laughs> I guess the uh, the friggin um, what the hell are they the the hedge fund hedge bleh, hedge fund managers decided that they were pissed because they were going to start losing a lot of money because they were betting on GameStop to fail miserably and go out of business. I guess um, so that's the bet that they hedged and instead bet on Wall Street. I think that's what it was: was bet on Wall Street. Um, got a Reddit thing going. And they all decided that, uh, yeah, we love GameStop, even though they're going to give us $9 for 45 games that we just brought in. We love them, and we're, we're going to prop them up. So they made that stock go up like 300% overnight. Uh, and as you can imagine, the billionaires did not like that very much because they were betting on them to lose. So they took away free market trade uh, immediately. <laughs> proving that rich people do not give a shit about anybody that is not rich people and they will try and screw you any way they possibly can. Um, and they were successful. I mean, at least for a day, the Robin Hood guy came on. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. This horribly scripted, inexcusable, just this guy looks like he was in a safe house somewhere. It just, it, it was not believable at all. And it, the guy's an idiot. And hopefully, I mean, Dave Portnoy, the uh, the El Padron or El Presidente, I believe, of Barstool Sports is pissed. Like, he's literally like, somebody needs to go to jail over this. I don't disagree. I think he's right. I mean, you can't, you can't be this. Like, look, regular people, we've been getting screwed for many, many years. And, and we know we get screwed by a lot of rich people. We get that. That's fine. But this was just too blatant. Usually you can hide it a little bit. This There was no hiding this. This was just like, oh, my God, all these people without money might make money. We have to shut this down right now. Uh, yeah, send them to jail. I love it. That's great. I uh, have a 14-year-old. He is an awesome little kiddo. Love him to death. But he has not been doing well with this online school thing. So all of his grades were Fs, and he is not allowed to do the swimming and the baseball playing for his school that he was planning on doing. So we had to take his phone away and all of his electronics, and I started thinking about it, and I was like, dude, this kid's 14 years old. He's had internet his whole entire life. He's going through puberty right now. Uh, I guess I better get him a copy of an old Sears catalog so he can go to the middle section to the to the lingerie because he has no electronic devices anymore. And, uh, you know, everybody has their outlets. 
So anyway, I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking that his grounding from from electronic devices is even worse at 14 years old for various reasons that we can hint around about. Um, all right, a little bit of news. Uh, <laughs> dude, this Marjorie Green chick is a psycho. She's, let's see, where is this? Usually I'm not even as prepared as I am right now, and I'm still pretty unprepared if you guys haven't figured that out yet. Anyway, Marjorie Green is a congressperson, congresswoman in, duh, she's a congresswoman in Congress, um, I think for Georgia, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see, I'm trying to find this story. I had it pulled up, and then I don't know what happened. It got screwed up. So I'm going to pull this up. But anyway, she's the chick that, signed on to all these crazy ass conspiracy theories. And one of her conspiracy theories that she's like touting online and really talking about is that the Jews in (laughs) Jerusalem, uh, had a space laser. Yes. You heard that space laser. Um, and they, (laughs) they started all the California fires in 2018 is what she's convinced of. Um, she also said something to that. I don't, I don't like that kid. I can't remember what his name is. He's kind of a douche. Uh, wasn't even there for the school shooting, but said he was and whatever said, talk some shit to him. And so now they're like, Hey, this, this bitch is crazy. Can we get her like completely out of the, out of Congress? Like this is, this is bad. Uh, so anyway, (laughs) Dude, a space laser that lit California on fire because the Jewish people didn't. Okay, that's how. How do these people get elected? Like, who the look? This is why. This is a this is a prime example as to why you need to know who the hell you are actually voting for. Stop just punching R or D, blue or red. This chick is a psycho. Okay, she needs to be medicated. <laughs> it's, dude, she's all QAnon and crazy. And now she's just making laws, you know, like voting on things. That's that's who we put in there. Come on. Uh, let's see, what's, what's our next main, or our next big story? Oh, this dude. Okay, so in Texas, uh, up by, um, gosh, where is it? Amarillo, I believe. Anyway, just northeast of Amarillo, there's a guy named Jason Collier. He's the chief of police in Stennett, Texas. Uh, and recently, his mistress and wife got together and decided to bust his little punk ass all over social media. I have not really followed this a whole lot. Um, I think he was married to f- two people. I'm not sure. I think he was married to two people at the same time and then had a girlfriend or something. He's just a family man. He just wants as much family as he can possibly get. He's just in the wrong state. He just needs to go to Utah and he can have as much family as he wants. Different wife every single night. You have seven of them, I think. <laughs> dude, that, I mean, it's wild. Like, it is really wild. Like, how this dude got the Medal of Valor 
at one point for being a police officer or something like that. I don't know. I didn't know that that was a thing, the Medal of Valor for police officer. I thought that was just a military thing. But anyway, um, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? It's like, oh, you got to cover your fucking tracks a little bit better, man. Uh, who was it that said they got hoes in different area codes? I don't know. But talk to that guy, okay? Drink some lean, listen to some rap. You know exactly what the fuck you're supposed to do and juggle these these biatches around. Um, oh, dude, Elon Musk is, I'm, I'm sure Elon is a listener to this show. I think I've, I've gotten some fan mail from him before, so I'll be nice. Elon, you're a great guy. You're extremely smart, but <laughs> his kid named X-A-E-A-X-I-I, literally, that's, that's the kid's name, got a home haircut from his wife. Now, his wife, when she has all of her black hair and she's all goth mode, she's kind of a psycho. Like, she looks like, yikes. But she was super, super hot. Her name's uh, Grimes, I think is her name. She was a singer or something. Um, but anyway, she cut this kid's hair with scissors in the bathtub. And, dude, the richest man in the world, number one, you don't need to cut your hair at home. I can guarantee you that. Number two, Dude, they fucked this kid's hair up so bad. She said she gave him a Viking haircut. Um, I don't know how many drugs she ingested before she gave the haircut, but it was a whole lot, I would assume. Um, it's basically shaved on the sides, and then it's like this weird mullety. Oh, this poor kid. Anyway, um, yeah, that's what happens when people, uh, literally the richest person in the world, in the entire world, Elon, what are you doing, buddy? I like the guy, though. I actually, uh, I think he's actually a pretty, pretty decent dude. Uh, oh, this one's fucking psychotic. The, okay, so the, <laughs> just the, hang on here. What the hell's going on? Okay, uh, no. What the hell? Okay, the first the first paragraph of this news story, I'm going to read it to you verbatim. The deadly night that eventually led to a father and daughter marrying after they killed the daughter's boyfriend was kicked off with a Valentine's Day dinner. Look, you've got Valentine's Day coming up, ladies. This sounds extremely romantic. It was steak and potatoes with a bottle of wine. Uh, and then that's when things started to get strange, is what the article says. <laughs> the first paragraph of the whole entire thing is not odd enough. Where did this happen at? Let's see. They, uh, they struck the boyfriend in the head with a wine bottle. They tied him up, tortured him, injected him with methamphetamine, strangled him, buried him, and dismembered. Oh. Then they dug him up, dismembered the body, and buried him again. Holy shit. Oh, it's in Boone, North Carolina. Okay. That, that, I understand that now. And then this dude, oh my. The dad was a, oh boy. And this chick's like 400 pounds too. It's always the fat ones. It's always the fat ones. Those are the ones that'll get you. 
I had another story pulled up here. What have I got? What have I got for you folks? I didn't have a lot of chance to write anything because I was busy driving a 40-foot sailboat down the freaking street, highway, whatever the hell you call it. Um, oh, I was looking at the uh, <laughs> I was looking at the TV the other day and I saw a thing come up and it said the best of the view. I don't really have much on that. I just thought that was the biggest oxymoron I've ever seen in my entire life on national television. Uh, it's bad. It's so bad. Anyway, got the Super Bowl coming up next weekend. And then, like I said, after that, I know this is kind of a short one. I will write a little bit more, do a little more research for next week, and it will actually be on Wednesday. So I'm going to head out of here. Come to Open Mic Night Live on the 9th and the 24th, I think is what it is. The 2nd and 4th Tuesday of February. Bring your ass to Open Mic Night Live. All right, kids, have a great weekend. Have a great start of the week. I promise I'll be here on Wednesday because if I go out of town again, I'm taking my podcast shit with me. I hope you guys are having a great one. We'll talk to you later. Take care.